Well, let's get into the word of the Lord tonight and see what God has in store for us. I want to speak to you this evening on a subject that is very dear to me. It is a subject that I guess I learned to love as a child. My father being my pastor from birth through my teenage years and if you know dad very well you know he is a man of great faith and really I think you can't really talk about my dad without talking about faith because what I know of him is a man that has truly lived his life by faith I've heard him tell so many stories and watched him live it out in his life in so many ways where that he felt inspired by God to do something that others wouldn't dare to do and he would take a step of faith and every time it seemed that God would come through in a marvelous way and would bless him for the efforts of his faith. And I've watched that time and time again and hopefully picked up a few of those things in my life and I've watched it in my oldest sister and my oldest brother and I've watched them also as they have patterned their life so much along those lines and I, I wish that I could even be more and more and more able to break loose and take those steps of faith like I have watched role modeled for me. I do know this much. If, if I can possibly persuade you tonight to take a giant step of faith this isn't something that I'm not just talking about taking a step of faith tonight to step out, to step forward, to come to the front of the room tonight, to pray, to give your heart to the Lord. Those are all giant steps of faith, but I want to go beyond that tonight. I'm not even preaching as an evangelist tonight. An evangelist often preaches for the here and the now and the moment. And I pray that by the conclusion of this service that there will be a move of God and people will want to respond to what God is doing and that you'll want to come forward and that you'll want to pray tonight. And I hope those things happen. But I hope that the message that I'm going to preach tonight is a message that you walk out of this building with and that you take with you through this week to school, to work, to your job and your hobbies and everywhere you are, everywhere you turn, it's just you keep thinking about this faith message that I'm going to preach tonight because I, I want it to do something to you that affects you more deeply than just an emotional moment because if I could persuade you tonight that God can do anything, miracles would happen tonight. If I could persuade you that God can do anything, situations in your life, home, family, job, school environment would change. Because so much of what we deal with has nothing to do with the reality of what we think it is. Because most of what we struggle with, we struggle with in about six or eight inches between our ears. And if I could persuade us tonight to unlock our mind, to trust God like we've never trusted Him before, and to take a step of faith like we've never taken before, 
you would see results by the time you return next week. I don't want to preach this message before I preach the message. But we're going to pray here in just a moment, and I want you to pray that God would unlock our minds to receive the gift of faith into our spirit tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm just going to read one verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Read verse number 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Let me stop for a moment. The Apostle Paul is not speaking to carnal people here. He is speaking in a very spiritual tone. As a matter of fact, he's, he's getting ready to talk about things of eternity here. And he says, while we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things which are not seen. He uses the term look. We are looking at things that are not seen. It almost could become confusing for a moment. For while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. In other words, he's saying, I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. But I'm seeing what I'm not seeing. Now it's becoming real confusing. I hope you understand this before I'm done tonight. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. The things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen, the things you can see through eyes of faith, are eternal. Now let's pray that God will open our spiritual eyes tonight. Father, I pray right now by the power and presence of the Holy Ghost that you unlock the windows of heaven tonight and allow us to begin to see through eyes of faith tonight things that we have never been able to see before. Let faith arise in us. Let there be a new outlook in every heart and every life tonight. Father, I pray that every person in this room that is bound by poor thinking and bad vision, Lord, that their spiritual eyes would be open, that they may see through eyes of faith and see things that they've never seen before, that you may be able to fulfill that. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. God created us so that we can see further than what we can reach. At least most of us. God created us so that we can see things that we wonder if we can really ever accomplish. That's why that vision is so important. If we cannot comprehend vision, we will struggle to ever achieve in life. We'll become complacent, settled where we are with what we have, never reaching to do more or be more than what we are. Often the reason that people get locked into family dynamics and never break out 
Because their family never attends college, they never attend college. Because their family never achieves, they never achieve. Because somebody, because we get caught into a vision thinking or a lack of vision thinking that blocks us out of our possibilities that are real, real possibilities. Things that we could easily accomplish and achieve because we have become persuaded in our mind that it's always got to be that way. I believe this has a lot to do with why we speak of things such as generational curses. And, and, and I don't want to get too sidetracked with these in, this, in my foundational moments of this message tonight. But I believe that so many people get locked into, if I can use that term tonight, generational curses. And, and what I be, mean by that is because, because dad was addicted, son feels like he has to be addicted. And then his kids feel like they have to be addicted. Because mom was divorced, grandma was divorced, I feel like I have to go through a divorce. And so we get caught in this, in, in this generational thinking that causes us to believe that we can never go beyond what has been modeled in front of us. It is because we are seeing with physical eyes and seeing all the reasons why that their marriage failed so ours has to fail. That they were never successful in the business world, so we could never be successful in the business world. And we began to think because they never got a higher education, we could never get a higher education. Now, I want to move out of this physical realm tonight and begin to talk about some things in the spirit that, that I hope that you're able to see through eyes of faith tonight. But, but God has created us to be able to see beyond what we're able to reach. If the vision that I preach to you from this pulpit is always easily attainable, you will lower your standards to only believe the things that I preach that's real easy for you to accomplish, and that's all we'll ever do. But if I can preach vision that is out of your grasp and out of your reach, but viewable through eyes of faith, and when we reach it and attain it, you will begin to raise your expectation and believe that anything is, is possible. And that nothing is impossible. Because when we put enough faith and vision and hard work into it, well, now I've crossed the line, didn't I? Because we're okay with preaching about faith, but we're not okay to preach about hard work. Because, by the way, if God wanted us to have it, wouldn't He just put it on us? At least that's the way I deal with exercise and going to the gym. I mean, if God wanted me to touch my toes, He would have put them on my knees. But some of us face life in that way. And it's kind of like, well, if God wanted me to, you know, if God wanted me to, to, to be able to succeed financially, he would have, you know, he, he, would just, he would just bless me with a better job. Maybe he blesses you with the ability to do well where you are. And prove yourself to be able to move to a higher level. Maybe... He provided you with an alarm clock to get up and go to work every day. Because that helps too. 
Nobody going to help me preach tonight. Y'all enjoyed this morning and got on Facebook and said all kind of nice stuff. And now tonight you're just going to look at me like you're all spiritual. But the Bible also says that faith without W-O-R-K-S works is dead. In other words, it's not effective. We can believe all we want to believe, but until we put works with our faith, nothing is going to happen. But I believe that when we put faith and works together, that nothing is impossible. That's why a little small congregation in Frankfort, Indiana came together a few years ago and looked at a vision that is bigger than we are and said, we're going to buy some prime property. We're going to grow a church here. We're going to see we're going to move to a new location. We're going to see growth in our community. We're going to affect this community. We're not just going to be a church, but we're going to become the go-to church in our community. This could only happen when people put faith and works together. Our vision must be greater than our present capabilities because it doesn't have it doesn't require faith if I already know how I'm going to do it oh I, I knew you were going to leave me up here like this it doesn't require faith I already know after service that I'm going to have a meal what I don't know is where we're going because we'll argue over that for 45 minutes on who's going to make the decision which of the three restaurants we're going to go to. Welcome to Frankfurt. I already know that. You know why I know that? Because I got the money in my pocket. So I'm not having to trust God that I'm going to be able to have a meal tonight. So, you know, we'll pray over that meal and we'll thank God for that meal, but I'm not really trusting God for my meal after service because I already know where the resources are going to come from. And any resources beyond that, I'm going to look in my wife's purse. If it is attainable and reachable within our comprehension, it doesn't require faith. But it requires faith to begin to believe God for things that seem impossible. When I don't know how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to accomplish it, how it's going to come to pass, and sometimes we don't even know what the outcome is really going to be. But all I know is through eyes of faith, I can see possibilities of things that do not yet exist. And I see them, and I see them coming to pass through hard work and labor and the help of God doing the things that I can't do for myself. So the vision that I cast in this church has got to be bigger than what we truly are able to become. We need to have vision that we may never truly live to see to come to pass. Somebody met me in a restaurant here the other day. Nobody that attends church here. Someone from another church and they met me and it was kind of a snide remark and they they were trying to be nice. You know, one of those people that's, that tries to be nice 
and they say that little snide comment and then glare at you right in the eyes to see if you really got the subliminal message they were trying to send to you. And they said, so how's the new building coming along? And I said, well, we haven't quite started yet. We're going to break ground in about oh, five or six weeks. And they said, boy, that's quite an undertaking that you're taking on there, isn't it? And I said, yes, it's quite an undertaking. And they said, do you believe you're going to ever live to see it come to pass? And I said, well, I'm not quite sure. But I have resolved this much, that the rest of my life in ministry, I'm going to give to God. And so if the rest of my ministry is spent building buildings to house church growth, that's what it's going to take. That's what we're going to do. And so they said, well, let me ask you something. Isn't it going to require millions of dollars to be able to develop all that property? And I said, yes, it will. Do you want to donate? And of course, I only got a chuckle to that. And then he said, well, I just really don't see how that you're going to make that happen. But I wish you good luck with that. And I thought, if the vision that I cast in this pulpit, if the vision that our Sunday school teachers cast in their classrooms, if the vision that our youth leader is casting to our young people is not greater than what we are, I hope I can cast vision that is so big that it is still coming to pass after God takes me home and these young people and and, and our children and grandchildren are seeing it come to pass and say thank God for leadership that cast vision that was bigger than they are. And so when he said, my real question is, how are you going to pay for it? I said, I have no idea. But I know it's going to be with God's money. And again, I got to chuckle. But I come tonight to tell you that seeing the eyes of faith sounds odd. To people that have no faith. And have never put works with their faith and doesn't know anything about casting vision. Because if it's not obviously right in the present, right in front of them, things that are temporal. Here's what the Bible is saying. Here's what this scripture is saying. We should not look at the things which are easily seen and attainable and say, well, this is what God is going to do for me. God's going to provide a meal for me right after church tonight. I trust that he gives me breath and life to be able to do that. But that's real easy. But there's some hard things in life that I'm not real sure how it's going to come to pass but I've got faith to believe that before God is finished that he is going to make it come to pass 
Now I'm going to get real with you tonight, and I'm going to say it to you like this. I have an unsaved brother, and, and he's been, he was raised in the same home family with me, went to church as a, as a young person growing up, chose to never serve the Lord. He's now in his 50s, and he's going on about his life, living uh, his life the way he wants to. And somebody the other day said, I don't really ever see in Mark ever saved to you. I said, absolutely. And they said, do you really? I said, absolutely. They said, boy, it looks pretty impossible. I said, yes, it does. There's probably nothing I can do or say that's going to change his mind. But I've got faith to believe that God is not finished. God is not done. And I'm going to keep believing with faith that that is going to become to pass. I've heard people say, I don't believe that person's ever going to be saved. And they may be 70 years old when they come walking in the doors of the building and say, I'm ready to give my heart to the Lord. And God turn it all around and they end up saved. I come tonight to tell you to dare to believe for the family member that you think is never going to be saved. Have faith to believe. See it through eyes of faith. See them sitting on the pew next to you. See them worshiping God with you. See them serving God with you. Believe what seems impossible. And then start working on them and believing that God is going to save them. Things that are visible in the natural or temporal. Things that are invisible in the natural. Can only be seen when we look through eyes of faith. God give us eyes of faith. Give us eyes of faith. There's a lot of people that can see, they they see through the natural. They see what is possible. But can we really see through eyes of faith things that other people are going to look at and say it is impossible? It will never come to pass. That marriage could never be saved. That family will never be back together. That person is never going to be able to kick that addiction. This individual is never going to be able to overcome that lifestyle. And people actually believe that. But I come tonight to tell you that I have the faith to believe that God is able to do whatever we're able to believe Him for. My Bible says it like this. There are some things that are impossible with man, but the things that are impossible with man, you want to finish it for me? Are possible with the Lord. I come tonight to tell you there are things that are impossible with me, but they're not impossible with God because when it's out of my possibility, God still has it. He's still able to do it for us. Oh, somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for And the evidence of things not seen. You know how I know it's faith? Because I can't see it. Only through eyes of faith. I don't understand it. I just believe it through eyes of faith. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that aren't you aren't you way out there somewhere, somewhere pastor? I mean, I mean, this is this is way out there. You know what? Hebrews eleven goes on. It talks about faith. It's our faith chapter that we can read. Read it when you get home. Hebrews chapter eleven. But without faith, verse six says, "But without faith, it is impossible to even please God." You can't even please Him if you don't have faith. You can't be saved if you don't have faith. 
God is not happy unless people have faith. But in order to see through eyes of faith, we have to stop looking at life the way that they've taught us in school to look at life. We have to stop looking through natural eyes. We have to stop looking through scientific eyes, through mathematical eyes, because that will make things look very impossible. But when we look through spiritual eyes, look at your neighbor and say, get spiritual eyes. When we look through spiritual eyes, we are looking through eyes of faith. That spiritual eyes to believe this is not something that has been taught to me. But I have allowed God to put faith in me that I'm able to see things that are impossible and believe that God is able to bring it to pass in my life. What I believe God is saying to the church today is look beyond your present circumstances and find faith to believe that God is going to send you help today to be able to see the things that seem impossible to you at this moment possible in your future there's folks in this place that have struggled through life financially get some eyes of faith and put some works to it and begin to believe you know what I'm not going to live the rest of my life as a renter I'm going to be able to own a home Well, pastor, isn't that something small? Absolutely. For you and I, it may be. But for somebody else that has struggled through life, that may be a huge obstacle. Spiritual eyes are subject to how high you've been able to see thus far in your life. When we first started talking about buying property, building a new church, we were looking at one another. Some were saying, well, we don't really need it. We have enough parking space. We have enough room to be able to seat everybody. We did then. (laughs) but through eyes of faith we looked down the road and we saw full parking lots and full church pews and somebody with faith and vision began to work and say we've got to go beyond this we're moving out of here because God is going to provide you know what I already see I already see the building we're building too small I already see the parking lot too small I'm already looking to say what are we going to do when we have to expand and move into phase four Pastor, you're crazy. I've been called that before too. But they're not going to call me crazy and a man with a lack of faith. If they call me crazy, let them say it's crazy faith to believe that anything is possible with the Lord. Oh, I I wish I had the energy and the voice to preach this the way I feel it right now. But if you would have walked into the home with my wife and I three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and sit down with Sister Sue McCune, and you would have heard her as she began to talk about the things that was going on. I know that I've been sick for a long time. I didn't know what it was. They now found the diagnosis. I am just pleased that they found the diagnosis that this is leukemia. I am pleased that that they found it. They did say this is treatable. They're going to be able to work on it. I'm trusting that God's going to see me through this. But we had completely, she talked about all of the symptoms that she was having. She talked about everything. We were clear that it was of of what it was before we left. We just stepped over. We didn't pray uh, some kind of prayer that the neighbors heard us screaming and yelling. Angels didn't come sit around the room, peer over balconies, look in and blow trumpets when we prayed. None of those things happened. We just stepped over, took her by the hand. I didn't even lay hands on her, on her head and push her down. 
None of those things happened. My wife just stepped over. I stepped over. I took one hand. My wife took a hand. We just joined hands together, and we just prayed a simple little prayer. God, you know this lady's been faithful to you. You know she's been serving you for a while. God, you look at the heart. You know everything. You know this physical body. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke this disease and believe that it's going to come back, a false report that there's going to be healing. But God, if you choose to let her go through this, we know you're going to see her through. But through eyes of faith, God, we see her healed in Jesus' name. We walked out of the doors when my wife came in yesterday with big eyes. She said, you're not going to believe this. I went to see Sister McEwen and the report came back that there is no leukemia, but she has been healed. We don't make those kind of things up. What I'm telling you is through eyes of faith that anything is possible. Well, the doctor messed up the report. Call it what you want to call it. She doesn't have leukemia. I'm talking about seeing through eyes of faith and believing that yes, God can heal leukemia. Yes, God can give somebody a transplant. Yes, God can heal, deliver, and set free. Well, you got to live the rest of your life addicted to alcohol. you got to live the rest of your life addicted to that drug. Let them tell you that all they want to. But I'm here tonight to tell you that there's a group of people sitting in this house tonight that once was bound by nicotine, but tonight has been delivered. There's people in this building that have been addicted to alcoholism, but sit in this room tonight delivered and set free. I come to tell somebody that the things that are impossible with man are still possible with the Lord oh somebody give God a shout of praise tonight I know this is a simple message you wanted me to come and wow you with all kind of things you didn't already know tonight and if you're not getting this message you're not going to get it because this is all there is to it I just came tonight to tell you that nothing's impossible with God get some eyes of faith start believing God for things that you wouldn't dare believe him for get the wildest idea in your mind and believe Take the limits off of God. Believe God for a revival that includes your family. We believe Him for everybody else, but not for our own self. We believe that He can do small things, but do we really believe He can do things that are impossible? Do we really believe that God is going to give us a revival that is greater than anything that we've ever experienced? Well, Pastor, you know, that's pretty big. This year in February, we had one of the greatest revivals we've ever had. I don't even know where we're at now. What do we have? Something like 39 people that have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost this year. I believe about 20, about 20 people have been baptized in Jesus' name somewhere thereabout. I don't have the exact numbers. Didn't ask for it. Don't have it in my notes tonight. But somewhere around 20 people that have been baptized in Jesus' name. Almost 40 that have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's a great revival. This is only the month of April. But you know what? I'm believing that the greatest revival is still ahead of us. That what we've experienced is not as great as what God is going to send to us. 
We can look around the room tonight and see a full room, but can we believe that the church that we're building is not even going to be big enough to be able to house the revival? Because I believe what God is wanting to send us is greater than anything that we are able to imagine in our minds. Let me, let me bring this down and bring this home where the rubber meets the road. Do you believe that what you have been struggling with, the sickness in your body, the issue in your home and family, that God is looking at it thinking, all I'm waiting for them to do is get vision enough to believe that I'm able to conquer that. And as soon as they have the faith to take one step and see through eyes of faith, I'm going to unlock heaven and bring them the answer. Does anybody see it tonight? Pastor, you're just a foolish dreamer. Somebody else may say that that we're just a bunch of overzealous hopefuls, but I've got news for you tonight. We are people of faith that believe that God is able to do anything. Is there anybody in the room tonight that is beginning to open spiritual eyes and say that the report that we received yesterday of leukemia being healed is just one of many reports because there are people in this room that have situations that you need God to answer. And we're wondering, God, is it possible? Yes, it is possible. Your family is not impossible. Your child is not impossible. Your spouse is not impossible. Are we viewing this through the flesh? Or are we viewing this through eyes of faith? I've got faith to believe that God is going to do some amazing things from this service tonight. You know what I believe is going to happen? I believe that some of us are going to walk out of the doors of this building and this week we're going to start saying, no, wait a minute, I need to change that answer. Yes. Well, do you think, no, man. Yes. I believe we can work on that. Do you believe that relationship can come back together? There is no. There is a way. Do you think you're ever going to do better? You think your finances are ever going to get better? Man, I don't know. You know, we got to get the right person in the. Yeah. Because I've been looking through the natural and I've stopped trusting God that He's got everything in control in the palm of His hand. I preached it this morning that God has got everything in control. Can I tell somebody tonight that God still got it all in control? Your lost loved one can be saved. Your marriage can be saved. Your family can be put back together. Your job situation can work out. Your financial blessing can come. Oh, I wish somebody would get on your feet and give God a shout of praise in this house tonight. I could preach on, but I preached about all that I need to preach tonight because I think my message has gotten through. I just want there to be a change right here in your mind tonight that you'll begin to say, yes, God, you can do it. Yes, God, it's possible. Just show me what to do to start working toward it. And I'm going to believe that you're going to work out what I can't. Come on, do you see it working out in your mind? 
Do you see it working out in your spirit tonight? Well, there is just no way that I can do it in the flesh. Good. That's a good place to insert eyes of faith and say, I can't, but he can. Because what I can't reign over, he can still reign over it. Because you and I couldn't reign over death, but he reigned over death. You and I can't reign over broken lives, but He can reign over broken lives. You and I can't reign over what keeps us bound, but He can reign over what keeps us bound. I've got faith to believe that revival is coming in somebody's life tonight. I've got faith to believe with you tonight that your miracle is coming. I've got faith to believe with you over your lost child, over your lost loved one, over your health situation. I'm believing with you tonight. Can you close your eyes right now? Don't look around. Don't let anybody, don't be looking at anybody, anybody's expression, their son tonight. Of course, that'll turn this message completely off and put this message completely out of their mind when they walk out. But there's a few in the room tonight that are going to receive this message and you are going to walk out of this building and you're going to begin to see your circumstances turned around in your life. You're going to see yourself healed. You're going to see yourself blessed. I dare you tonight to start living like it has already happened. I dare you to start serving and worshiping God like it's already come to pass. But we've got to get our eyes off the score. And just think of it like this. The game's not over yet. It may be 49 to nothing, but we've still got a little time left. Because God's going to come through. It looks bleak in my situation. My darkness is darker than anybody else's darkness, I know. But all God has to do is speak a word and the light comes on. Everybody look at me just for a moment and I close with this little story in the Bible. When the Lord spoke to a man and he said, get up from where you are and lift up your eyes. And he said, look to the north and look to the south. Look to the east and look to the west. And he said, everything that you see with your eyes, that I'm able to give you. But the story didn't end there. He said, now, arise and walk through the land. Here's my challenge for you tonight. I want you to look around you in your life at the things that you need God to fix that you can't fix for yourself. I want you to look at every corner of your life to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Look around in your life. And my challenge to you tonight is to believe that God wants you to have whatever that it is that you're, you're asking Him for. I'm not talking about crazy things you're asking for in the flesh. I'm talking about in the spiritual realm. You're asking for things in God. That you're, you're asking good for good things. You're asking for healthy things. You're asking for spiritual things. You're asking for things that is going to make your life better in God. And, 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 if, and you look around you and you, here's what you've got to do. You've got to start living in that. Do you know your conversation can destroy your future? If you get around enough people, 
and tell them how bad things are, I promise you, that's where you're going to live. You're going to live where everything's bad. But if you get around a few people and you start telling them, you know, things are looking up for me. Things are getting better. I went to church last night. Man, I left believing that God's going to fix my problems. And if they don't believe you, just move on to the next person and say, hey, you got any faith with me tonight? Because I tried to talk to him. He turned me off. But man, I went to church last night. And I started believing that God could fix things that I can't fix for myself. Do you believe that with me? And when somebody agrees with you, you connect to them and say, come on, me and you together, we're going to work this thing out. You're going to pray with me. I'm going to believe God. We're going to believe God together. We're going to see this thing come to pass. God's going to be able to do it because I don't want to live where I used to live, but I want to start walking through the land that God has given me. Through eyes of faith tonight, if you can see the territory that God is wanting to give you in your life, start walking through it. Don't leave this building tonight walking right back through the same territory. Don't go back into the same cave looking at the same four walls. Arise, look out to the north, south, east, and west. Believe God for it. Start walking in it and putting a flag in it and say, that's my land. This is my territory. This is my victory. This is my healing. This is my miracle. This is my future anybody got any faith to believe that God's able to do anything tonight come on now if you've really got faith I want you to take that step of faith tonight this altar call is not going to be for everybody but if there's somebody tonight that's been struggling to believe God but tonight there's a little bit of faith in you that you're saying you know what preacher's been preaching to me tonight I'm going to take a step of faith I'm going to walk to the front of this room tonight and I'm going to stake my claim in this message and I'm going to declare in the name of Jesus there's new territory that is mine and I'm going to live in it and walk in it in the name of the Lord God bless these that are coming tonight. Feel free to join us here. Everybody's welcome. You don't have to receive it. You don't have to claim it. But I believe that God can give you the desire of your heart when you start seeing through eyes of faith. Come on, come believe in God tonight.